more money, you got less problems. At least mine, the ones all your basics accounted for. Team Elite, I run with them, guaranteed to be Final Four. Less money, you got more problems. More money, you got less problems. Believe, try, achieve. Uh, I decided to, <laughs> uh, to bring out this cap uh, for tonight. Uh, one, because her son uh, uh, is responsible uh, uh, for this uh, wonderful gear that now I have the opportunity to allow my son to showcase as well. Uh, so actually, if you look at our website, uh, bringing up any communities, knowledge that info, uh, this hat is also highlighted uh, up there as well. You know, I like to uh, give uh, pay homage uh, to those from Albany uh, uh, doing big things. But tonight, uh, I don't want to get long winded. Uh, uh, we have uh, uh, Deanna uh, Howard Nichols, uh, uh, Esquire, who's going to be, huh? Nicholas. Oh, Nicholas. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, Deanna Howard Nicholas, right. uh, uh, Esquire, who's going to be talking with us tonight. I uh, also needed to bring out the uh, Black Law Matters t-shirt, as, uh, as I did uh, uh, tap into earlier. This is for the class of 2010 for Howard, uh, for Hustle alum. But uh, uh, so uh, uh, for your fellow colleagues, I wanted to bring out Black Law Matters tonight as well as uh, a, a tap into a believe, try, and achieve. So thank you for affording me your time this evening. And I really look forward to uh, getting a, a better understanding of who you are and what you do. So thank you for giving me your time tonight. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, uh, um, what, one of the things I like to do with all of, our, uh, all of my guests is I like to start off with a general question. Uh, one, we've been quarantining now, I wanna say almost the second week of February uh, or something like that. So it's close yeah, to a year. Yeah. About, yep, yep. So, you know, um, and I, I always like to check in with, uh, uh, with you and your family, you know, how have you guys been doing during this quarantine time period? I think, uh, I think it's been announced today that we've reached over 400,000 deaths in the United States alone. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But how have you and your family been surviving during this quarantine period? Uh, we've been surviving with help, <laughs> with okay. uh, partnership with the village, but also with, you know, becoming more insular and being creative in the house. Um, and so <laughs> you can probably hear my baby right now, my, my husband trying to, to take care of him. But, you know, we do puzzles, you know, mm. do a lot of story time. We do a lot of reading. Um, they do a lot of video games together, you know, a lot of sitting at the table and talking. Um, but in terms of, you know, how how else we've managed it, you know, it's truly been, you know, with the support of the, our community, with the support of family. So my mother-in-law came down, I believe, in August. Nice. Um, she stayed, um, I think, like the first or second week of, you know, of school, when school began um, for the children. And she stayed with us until the week after the week before um, New Year's and mm. you know just having her here you know was been a was a tremendous help and I don't know what we would have done <laughs> done without because our schedules are so demanding um, with us both being attorneys and just mm. working parents um, it's hard so, mm -hmm. yeah okay well well shout out a uh, shout out to the mother-in-law for coming in uh, uh, and 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 helping out because it is no way, po I'm not gonna say it's no way possible because obviously there's people that still do it, but trying to get work done uh, uh, and, and, and you have uh, young children at home, uh, that is a job all by itself. Right. So, you know what I mean? So shout out to the help, shout out to the village. 
But yeah, I, I, I definitely feel you on just being creative, man. I think uh, uh, we've spent a lot of time uh, uh, tapping into games. Uh, I, we were just playing football in the house um, uh, yesterday. Uh, and what I've also learned is that we've learned to reposition a lot of the space that we have. Right. It's, yeah, it's like, yo, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you don't realize how much more space you have, whether it's outside or whether it's inside. And we've learned to uh, uh, reposition uh, the house uh, to get more uh, 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 usage out of it. Out of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Right now, I think our garage is about to become a, a full-out gym because I'm too scared to go back to the uh, 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 to uh, to the actual gym. So, I think our yeah. garage is about to become a full-out gym, and I'm waiting for a tonal to come so that that way I can really get in there. But, um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, let me see. Miss D, uh, my first question for you is, what are you doing now? What kind of work do you do? Uh, any type of uh, passion projects that you're working on? Uh, uh, Deanna, this is your opportunity to tell the Albany community about yourself. Let us know about you. So I am, like I said um, earlier, I'm an attorney. Um, I work at a firm here in D.C. I went to law school down here in D.C., um, and my focus is, um, you know, I represent individuals and organizations in government facing um, investigations. Mm. Um, so um, foreign corruption and bribery, you know, claims uh, represent individuals and organizations as relates to that. And, um, and that's against, you know, the government facing agency there would be the DOJ mm. and um, also um, the SEC, the Securities Exchange Commission. So, you know things related to accountants, things related to insider trading, uh, those sorts of issues, white collar issues. Okay. And in terms of, um, so in addition to that, I, I'm able to do a lot of pro bono. That's um, mm -hmm. about passion projects. And you know that we're in a pandemic and um, you know, so many people have been affected both in, you know, both, you know, citizens, but also people incarcerated. And so some of the work that I've been able to do, which I've been so grateful that my firm has allowed me to do it, um, was to represent a lot of inmates in, in foreign, um, excuse me, in federal prison. So in federal prisons. And so um, two of the cases that I've had of, of I think about four, um, two of the cases we've been successful um, with, with having um, release be granted. Yep. And so the first case, if you want me to talk a little bit about the cases, um, I can do that. Um, but one of the first cases that I'm really proud about is an individual who's um, based in Florida. You know, he was um, 43 years old. He was in for drug offenses. He has, you know, a career history. But, you know, it was a circum, you know, for a lot of these people, it's, you know, not necessarily a product of their environment, but, you know, you're put in a lot of situations, precarious situations, and, you know, you know, you have to make certain decisions. And, and, and so it landed him where he was, and, and he um, acknowledged that, you know, but he changed his life in prison. And, um, you know, it done very well for himself there, you know, and just, you know, um, education and um, mentoring and activities and things that, you know, he was able to do there. Um, but also just in terms of what, how we were able to get them out, um, mm -hmm. 
it's a compassionate release cases. Okay. So, um, the law allows, you know, people to petition for their release or petition for a reduction in sentence if, you know, they can show extraordinary and compelling circumstances, if they can show, um, in some cases, you know, that they have a serious medical condition, if they have family circumstances where someone's out and they need to go, they need to be released so that they can take care of some, you know, a loved one and there's no one else there to take care of them. If they can show that they're terminally ill um, for a third of a particular age, if they're elderly, and in addition to being elderly, also have medical conditions. And so for this um, individual, um, my one um, client in, in Florida, he had hypertension. Mm. And, uh, you know, ordinarily that wouldn't be, you know, uh, a medical condition that one would consider is, is, a, is serious, right? Everybody in mind almost has hypertension. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, um, but in light of COVID, right? And, and back in June and back in May, we didn't really know, you know, where this was going, we didn't know how how it impacted different different illnesses, and it looked like then, you know, that a lot of people who were dying, a lot of the fatalities, the majority of them had hypertension as a comorbidity, right? Mm -hmm. And so the law and 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 across the country, you know, the judges were allowing us to claim, you know, that because of um, his medical condition, because of this particular type of medical condition, because the CDC says that this is a condition that places persons at increased risk of severe death, right? Um, and because of institutions, in, you know, correctional institutions, they're poor ventilation, right? Everyone's together, you're in dorm style rooms or cells and, you know, you don't have much opportunity to protect yourself. You don't, you can't even use hand sanitizer. Mm -hmm. An opportunity to clean your hands well and just to, to be safe and to space. You know what I mean? When they're going to the child hall and stuff, they can't, they're still in line. They can't space, you know, face themselves. And so arguing all that, you know, arguing about the higher infection rates, we were able to get him out saying, you know, he has hypertension. He's done very well here. He's changed his life. And we got him out. And it was like the most amazing <laughs> feeling, right. you know, in my career. And that was you know, a, a great passion of mine. And then to be able to repeat that at the end of the year for another um, another inmate, another client who's also become dear to me. And um, he's an older, he was 60 years old. And this was in the Eastern District of Kentucky, right? In Kentucky, Brianna Teller, you know, that Kentucky. And, you know, we were able to change the judge's mind. You know, the, the client had initially tried to file, well, he did file a pro se motion on his own, arguing these same sorts of things we had argued in um, the Florida client's case. Yep. The judge said, nah, you know, just denied it. You know, the government just threw a boilerplate response to it and said, you know, you know, he's he's fine. His conditions are, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, we can handle, the BOP can handle, you know, any issues that come his way. But this guy had COPD. Mm. You know, he had really like major, major conditions that can have really um, increase your, you know, your, your, your risk of death. So we were able to change the judge's mind by refiling a motion, um, the same compassionate release motion, and, and he was released and able to go nice. back. So yes, those are, you know, my passion is the law. Uh, okay. And so those are, you know, some of the some of the cool things I've been able to. Okay. Yeah, I remember seeing you post uh, uh, about it. So uh, uh, if you didn't bring that up, I was definitely gonna, uh, I was definitely gonna, gonna bring it up. time yeah. into it myself. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah. we have a few cases left, you know, that are pending before the court. And I'm just waiting. Okay. <laughs> waiting to see what happens, waiting to see what the judge has to say. Okay. Okay. It's, um, it's, it's uh, interesting. I think you might be the first attorney uh, I've interviewed for back thus far, but uh, I always find it interesting uh, 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 to listen to the fields of practice or the areas uh, where everyone practices because, you know, I, I, my wife is an attorney as well. So mm -hmm. uh, I, I find myself, I make it a point uh, to get very familiar with the type of work that she does, even though I have no legal background, but it's just like, yeah. you know, sometimes I, I just like uh, for her to be able to bounce different things off me. I'll give her an opinion as a, as a layman uh, a person over here said, well, what about this? Or da, 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 da. So mm -hmm. just hearing you uh, uh, um, uh, uh, talk about it uh, uh, actually made me think about uh, that. And I know you said that uh, your passion work is being able to help uh, outside of your job uh, and being able to take on uh, uh, pro bono uh, projects. Um, right. But yeah, um, two things about that. Well, one, uh, uh, how'd you get uh, interested in law? And then two, I want to go back to Believe, Try, Achieve. Uh, because one, I want to know, uh, as the parents of Claude Jr., you know what I mean? Uh, uh, how'd you guys help him come up with that project? So, uh, those are my two questions before I go next. Okay. So I guess I'll start with Believe Child Chief since you ended there. Um, that's been our family motto mm. since forever, you know, and it's, I think the first time I actually solidified it somewhere, um, was when he was in kinder, pre-K or, or kindergarten at, um, and he's 10 now, but at his school, we bought a brick, you know, and, and in front of the school, we you know, had the opportunity to buy bricks for fundraising yep. and stuff. And so, yeah, we bought a brick, we just and had his name on it. But, you know, it's, you know, how do you teach children, period, you know, to, to go after what it is that they want to go after? I don't care if he's learning to tie a shoe. I, I was saying it to him when he was learning to tie a shoe, you know, learning his ABCs, learning to read, you know, it's just, you know, it, 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 it's, it shows at different points, the believing part, the mm. trying part, and the achieving part. There are different lessons in each, you know? Okay. And so, um, you know, I want him to believe in himself. You know, I want him to always be confident in his ability to know that, well, both of them now, because now I have Issa, but to know that they do whatever it is that they put their mind to, if, if they have a thought, you know, go after it. But also when you, you can't, just, you know, think that you're going to get it done and get it right on the first try, you know, and the try part is more of a, you know, it's, you know, you got to do it. You got to keep going. You got to put in the effort and, um, and any, and I, we apply it to any, anything that he's doing or that they are doing. I even think about it on my own, whether yeah. track, you know, a, a math problem that he's working on, you know, an essay he's trying to do. I mean, a relationship that he's trying to establish or, you know, have friends. Yep. <laughs> you know, believe that you can go make a friend at the park. You know, don't just be nervous. You know, figure out how you want to do it. How do you want to, what's your strategy for it? And then, you know, it, it'll come. Nice. But, um, that's just, that's just what it is. And so it's been the model. He'll tell you the story one day. And, you know, it's been the model. And then he said, you know, put it on a hat. And, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> promote the mess out of my babies so <laughs> yeah we put, we put it on the hat and um yeah he's just he's taking off we, we you know 
set back a little bit because of COVID. Um, okay. But um, yeah, he's I, he goes vending and I let him. Mm-hmm. I don't do anything. Maybe I'll you know pack a pack the t-shirts or something. But he does all of the talking, all of the facilitating, all of the money exchange and. Listen, when I first seen it, it was just like, you know, one, uh, I support almost any and everything, uh, let alone if it has a uh, a positive message with it. So just seeing you take a young man and teach him how important it is to own your own, to be able to have public speaking skills and to go out and and, and sell your own product was dope. So I knew that uh, uh, the first opportunity I, I got to get some, I was going to get some. So we really you know, appreciate so, that, bro. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate uh, that. And then the first, the first thing you asked was how I got into law, or why did yeah, I- yeah, yeah. What, uh, what, 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 what piqued your, what piqued your interest about law, or, or was it something that you've always been interested in? Was uh, how, how did you get uh, uh, fixated on, on on law? On law generally. Well, I think it's my father will tell you once tell you one thing. Um, you know, just if if I had a Growing up, if you know, I was against something that they were doing at, in in their parenting, or if I didn't want something to happen the way they were doing it, you know, we had a trial, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and Daddy was the judge and the jury, right? But but you know, so they say it was already in me, you know, that's what they like to say. But in terms of um, actual experiences outside of just the nurturing that I got and in, in the home, um, I would think. I think some of it has to do with, um, I don't know if I was, it was in 96, either 95 or 96, I was like nine or 10 years old and I was involved in a race discrimination suit, a civil rights suit mm. back home against Stewart's ice cream. Yep. And, and I was the, are you familiar? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, and, well not, the, not, not the suit, but Stewart's. Oh, Stewart's, yeah. Everybody knows <laughs> yeah. But um, I was involved, you know, I was thinking, one of the youngest or the second youngest um, plaintiff in a, in a um, civil rights action like against Stewart's and against um, the clerk, I believe, who worked, um, who was the clerk um, for Stewart mm-hmm. in Rotterdam. And, um, you know, it just, it piqued my interest, you know, if you want the backstory, you can talk about, talk about it a little bit. Um, we were in a church group. And there were all all girls in this church group. I think you interviewed some of some of them. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, and um, we we went. We were going roller skating, and you know, I think it, would, it hadn't opened all the way. It hadn't opened, or we were waiting for you know to be able to actually get in. We were going to go into stores and get some candy. And when we got in, the guy said, you know, you know, you all have to sit down. Sit down. And, and get up one by one. I'm not letting y'all, you know, just come in here and, and, and do what you're doing. And we were all black girls. And then, but we saw some some um, Caucasian kids, some white kids come in there and they just did whatever they wanted to do in the store. And, you know, we were like, what's going on? It's not right. We went out, told my, my aunts, you know, the leaders of the, the group and my uncle, and um, they came back in and talked to, talked to the clerk. And he says to them, you know, you know who steals, you know, and, Mm. you know, it was to us, you know, it was clear discrimination, you know, right? You have two different groups and there's unfair treatment, disparate disparate treatment between those two groups. And so um, we went to trial. I think it was like a five-day trial or something. And I was 
the first, I was the first child of the group to testify. Mm. I think of, like I said, one of the youngest. And, you know, that stuck with me. He didn't win. The, the, the verdict was for, um, it was a jury verdict, with all white jury. Um, mm. But, you know, I was interested in, you know, okay. being able to, you know, to affect change, you know, in through the law. Um, interested in, you know, civil rights as a result mm. of that. And, you know, change okay. the way people treat each other. So, okay. Okay. That's dope. That's dope, man. And to, and to remember when it started. She was like, listen, it was 96. Yeah. You know I mean? but, but yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. I figured, I, I, I figured out acts. I just wanted to tap into uh, 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 the, uh, the push or, or where that desire came from. But yeah, I'm going to give you my favorite question. I always tell everybody this is my favorite question that I ask uh, every interviewee. Um, what's your favorite place to visit in Albany and why? What is my family? <laughs> my family, if you're talking about actual, tangible, actual uh, restaurant, something like that, it, or it, 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 if it's, I've had a couple of people say, you know what I mean, it's my mom's house, you know what I mean, but other people have yeah. named a specific place in Albany that, yeah. uh, that, that, they, uh, that, that they love to frequent. Yeah, I mean, we grow, right? And so as I've gotten older, you know, we change in different places. So maybe now my favorite thing to do, like I said, is to visit family. But um, at one point, it probably I probably would have said taking Claude to Kenneth's. Okay, okay. <laughs> at a certain point, um, you know, beating up at Umana, you know, okay. with, my, with my family. But, you know, now we're all into cycling, we're into running, you know. And so the last few times I was there pre-COVID, I was always at the waterfront. Nice. You know, running over there and walking with, with family. But because I'm not able to go back home as often, yeah. because of our schedules, you know, the key is, is family and, and they keep me hostage. Okay. Okay. You know yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, we have another mutual friend and he's going to be upset because he already told me <laughs> the, uh, one of the places you just mentioned is his favorite place. And he said, I can't wait to tell you all about it. So oh, she. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, listen, he was just like, I can't wait to tell you all about it. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was. They uh, need to uh, pay she. Huh? They need to pay him. <laughs> hey, listen, man, that's that's when, when 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 something is good. Like like my, my wife always says, it's like, yo, why you always promote so many places or things? It's like, listen, if it's good, it's good. It's good. I like people. Yeah. I like to let people know that it's good. You know, Spread what I mean? it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that that's okay. I, I know for a fact he's gonna uh, he's gonna go uh, uh, into greater detail because for whatever reason he's already told me that you know I, I can't wait to tell the people about that place that you just mentioned, which is why I'm not saying its name again. So I'm gonna let oh, him. My bad. Because I, I think I think I think I got him in a couple of weeks or something like that. But okay. Yeah. Yeah, he knows but every yeah. every item on that menu. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I, I I gotta check it out because I've never you've heard never of been there. Never. Oh, that's why you okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I've I've never I've never been there, but uh, I love to add places uh, uh to my to do list, and I've I've gotten uh, several new places to check out. Whether it's uh, uh, uh places where you can go running uh up there by uh, U Albany that I never even knew existed. I got that from Charles Tui uh, uh earlier uh, uh interviewing Charles Tui and uh, uh Brandon uh Stanfield, but uh. 
you always get a chance to learn something new about Albany, which is why it's my favorite question. Because even though Albany is so small, but it's also connected to the Capital District area. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you got to be limited directly into the Albany community. But, you know, what's your favorite? What's your favorite place? And I like asking because it always gives me somewhere else where I want to go to when I come back home. Okay. He's cooking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. That's so no, you have to tell me about the the spot by you Albany because my parents, my, my parents and um, family members, they're always walking and they never told me about going up there. Okay. Uh, so so that. apparently there's a lake there uh, that most people don't know of, and I did, I never heard of it until Charles Tui uh, mentioned it uh, earlier this year or uh, uh, last year. Um, but uh, uh, he goes there uh, to go walk and, and, and get his mind clear uh, 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 whenever it's free. So I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to, I, I'm going to have to go back uh, to the interview to find out the actual name. Because I haven't had a chance to go back. I came back to Albany once uh, since we started doing back interviews. And that was for a funeral. So I was in and out. But, um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, Albany has uh, a lot of, Hidden jewels, man. I know you said recently, like, and it's changed for you over time, but the waterfront consistently, I want to say since I was younger, has been, like, one of my favorite places. I, and I know you mentioned that, too. But I was just like, you know, whether I'm sitting down playing chess down there or if I'm going through something and I just need to clear my brain, I like to go sit right down there next to the water and just be talking me, God, and and and, and the birds. So. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. It's peaceful. Yeah, peaceful. Let me see, Dee. Uh, thinking of your younger self, uh, what is something that you wish someone would have told the younger Diana? Um, save more than I spend on my on my summer job, you know, mm. and um, just having more of a mind of you know for investing, mm. and understanding and, and investments and the different you know ways you can do it and um, setting foundations for that. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, 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 financial literacy has been uh, probably the, uh, uh, the number one answer uh, that I've gotten thus far interviewing really? people. Yeah. And it was just like, yo, man, I wish that I knew uh, about credit or I wish I knew about how to get in the stocks. So I wish I knew. And it was like, oh, okay. And it's, it's, you know, uh, if, if I was interviewing myself, I would probably say the same thing. You know, that, that would be my answer, too. It's like, you know, because um, in my household, we had a saying, you know, my mom used to say it all the time, you know, he's like, I'm going to rob Peter to pay Paul. So it was like, you know, uh, trying to make sure that you can uh, take care of the, the necessity at hand right now. So right. I'm going to take from something else to take care of this until uh, that happens. So, you know, we had to unlearn those things uh, over time. Uh, and I learned it as my mom uh, unlearned it for herself um, and uh, her being able to purchase her own home and stuff like that. Uh, uh, she had to go through the whole process of stop, stop talking to herself in that manner and re realizing that, you know, it's, 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 it's ways to save, as you mentioned earlier, and, and, and learning how to properly do that. And a lot of times in our community, uh, we don't learn those things until after we mess those things up so much and then the process of putting it back together uh it's easy to get there 
it's easy to get into the situation and it's hard to get out of it. So the whole process of uh, rehabilitating uh, yourself or learning how to save or learning about credit later uh, uh, hurts us in a lot of ways. And a lot of times we really don't make that association until later on in life where it's like, hey, I want to buy, I want to get a car or I want to buy a house or, you know, what I mean, and it's like, oh, well, why am I getting this jacked up rate? Well, I'm getting this jacked up rate because, you know, my credit is bad. Oh, I didn't know that thing was important. So, but yeah, yeah, that was, uh, um, so yeah, but yeah. Uh, so you would say your younger self, you would hope that, you know, one, you would learn how to save and, and you, and you brought it back to your summer job. So as early as your summer job. Yeah. You know, yeah. summer jobs and because what do you, what are we thinking about when we're, when we're teenagers and, you know, sometimes. Sneakers, clothes. Right. And going out. It's, it's for getting the job, you know. Okay. You know Mama's not going to buy me these. My father didn't believe in Jordans. He didn't. He wasn't a fan of them. So you know, you can do that on your own. You know. <laughs> so he's like, my first, my first job. I'm going to get the things that I want. But I mean, like now, you can get the, those things, but but also save a little bit more than yes. And so that's what I would teach my younger self, and that's what we're teaching Junior. Okay. And okay. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, and they're gonna do it differently. They're gonna do it differently. Like. Um, I, I literally, uh, I looked at my mint statement earlier today and it said, uh, it had identified like, uh, over 2020, the top three places that we spent money on going out. And, uh, uh, I, I hate to say this, but one of them was McDonald's and it's only because on Fridays, uh, I let the boys go to McDonald's, but do you know how many Fridays have gone past in 2020? And it's like, they always be like, yo, it's that it's Friday. We're going to McDonald's. We're going to McDonald's. We're going to McDonald's. But it's, it, it, it hurt me looking at the video earlier today was just like, you know, your, your top three places uh, that you spent money at was Amazon, McDonald's. And I can't think of what the last one was, but I was like, I felt bad that McDonald's was even in the conversation. <laughs> but it was just like, yeah. you know, yeah. hey, that's what you got to do when you have kids. We got so many toys from McDonald's here. I, uh, we feel bad as parents every time we look at them. It's like, you know, we're filming. We're filming. We're filming. Yeah. But on Fridays, we uh, th that's their cheat day. They had a good day. Uh, they had a good week. You know, we'll, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 we'll take them to McDonald's. That's their reward, yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. Course. That's cool. Well, let me see. Uh, my next question for you is, do you think that education uh, saved you or opened up doors for you? Why or why not? Saved? What do you mean when you say save me? So, so like uh, one, the uh, the context of the questions is always going to be uh, 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 based around Albany. So, um, one, uh, I know that uh, uh, making it out of that environment to be able to um, become a productive citizen, uh, uh, doing things, positive things for your life. Uh, I know for myself, I found that education opened up a lot of doors for me, uh, mm -hmm. as opposed to if uh, uh, if I didn't take that avenue, what those doors might uh, might have been. So I always like to throw the question back out to those that I'm interviewing to see what what part did education uh, play for you, or uh, if it opened up doors for you, or do you think that you would have been on your path uh, uh, that uh, that you ended up with or without. Uh, your early education? Well, I'm a lawyer, so I had to, you, to, <laughs> you know, I had to go to school. 
um, to actual, you know, secondary, post-secondary school and, and get that, you know, sort of formal education and go to law school. You know, some people are doing it different. Um, mm -hmm. Kim, is trying Kim to, Kardashian. Um, you know, become an apprentice and, you know, some people can just take the bar without, without going to law school, but the majority of us, you know, have to do that. Um, so in one regard, yes, I needed to go to school for the path that I chose. Um, it, that's not always, you know, that's definitely not always, you know, the standards, not always the case um, for, for, for many other professions and, and for professions where you can do well. I think that going to school and getting, just being in that environment for me is where I was able to establish a lot of, you know, um, mentors and contacts and, and, you know, from the mentors that I, you know, received in education, you know, they helped me get the land internships that I wanted. And then from those internships, I landed mentors there who then, you know, it's the domino effect, helped me get in, into other internships. And so I think um, for me, just the networking, um, okay. education, you know, helped me be where I am and, and get to where I am today. Yeah. Okay. Mentoring is mentoring is 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 I should say that's another pet. Yeah, you asked about passions. You know that's the very important. You know mm. we don't. None of us do anything on our own. I agree. You know, there's the the idea that you know being self-made, and I don't believe in that. You mm -hmm. know, you didn't make yourself. Your beginning was not. You know, your beginning was through your mom and your dad. You know, regardless of the relationship that one has had with them or, you know, the teacher that you had, or, you know, the bus driver, somebody, you know, somebody did something. And so um, mentoring, I think, is, is is very important. Okay. Listen, I think it's, you know, if, if, if that's that's right up my alleyway. So when, so when mm -hmm. someone mentions the word uh, 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 or, or talking about mentoring, you know, I understand it's important. Like you said, none of us got to where we are today by ourselves. If you're saying mm -hmm. it, you're lying. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. but uh, you just realize how. Yeah, or you or you just don't understand. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I like I, I like that one better. I, I I'll accept that mm -hmm. too. But it's 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 so important because, um, I think a lot of times we think that the experiences that we have or the experiences that happen to us or we go through are only for us. And uh, I have a different way of looking at it. I think that the experiences that we have uh, are not only for us, but it's also to help other people that we will come into contact with at some point and we can better guide them now. Uh, yeah. They can learn vicariously through us. And um, that's, uh, uh, that's uh, like mentor, that's how, I, that's how I view mentorship. It's just like, you know, there's gonna be a lot of individuals that look like me that are going through experiences that I have experienced and um, I might be able to help shorten up their path by being open, honest, and transparent about uh, uh, how I navigated out of that or how I navigated through this or you know how I continue to deal with whatever it is. And uh, we learn more by sharing uh, as right. we're designed to do instead of, you know what I mean, uh, uh, thinking that everybody's competition because they're not in my book, so. Well, let me see. Uh, uh, do you feel that? Actually, nope. What? Nope. 
because so so you know i mentioned to you earlier i was going to say you know uh, uh some of the questions will actually uh, uh help me to navigate away from it but you know uh, uh one of them was uh well, this one here was uh, what role do you uh did racism play if any during your early education so even before i was about to go down the question i've already, you've already identified a situation uh at a tender age for you where you were saying that you uh, and a group of other girls uh, 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 were confronted uh, just because of, of how you look. So I know for a fact, racism is an experience that you have experienced. Um, so, but I'm gonna go ahead and ask the question now because he, like, he wasn't gonna let me go away. Well, you already, already answered it though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so uh, I, I, that, uh, that's what it was. I was actually just, uh, just gonna go ahead and give you a different one because I know that that uh, played a part, but actually I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go back to it because I wanna see how it affected you in another way, if it did. Uh, what role did racism play, if any, during your early education? My early education? Early in school. 12? Yeah, you're like kindergarten or 12th grade. I mean, if we're talking about this, well, I mean, Actual individual individual situations. I gave one of the an individual situation, yep. a specific yep. situation. But I mean, just you know, the lack of a multicultural education. Okay. The, the the types of the pedagogy that was used, the types of um, the courses that we had, the lack of African you know or multicultural um, courses and you know classes and yeah, you know that 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 has an effect on on you. you okay. Know? Of what you're learning and uh, what what you're exposed to, and so you know, I tried to change that as much as possible when I went to when I went to Temple. Okay. And, um, in terms of the classes that I took, um, the professors that I saw, the mentors that I saw, the exposure that I had there, just doing the relearning of history mm. and continuing continuing to to relearn yep. um, relearn history. Um, it changes the way I, I walk and, and, and parent, you know, almost uh, most of the books that we read have, you know, strong black, you know, characters mm. and, you know, and I'm going beyond it. But yeah, it's like every character, I'm saying, that's you, Issa. <laughs> Even you yep. I look anything like them. If you have brown skin, Issa, that's you. And you say, oh, that's mm. me. You know, and so being able to identify you know, yourself and things is very important. And so that's something that I didn't have, you know, okay. had that many of us didn't have right growing up. Yep. Many that many do not have it today. <laughs> so in, in terms of the pedagogy, in terms of the courses um, that in the curriculum rather that mm -hmm. is taught in schools. And okay. so talking about systemic racism, yes, there's that. The lack of the lack of a more nuanced and inclusive you know, approach to, to, to the curriculum and to the teaching, but I gave you the, uh, okay. the other one, uh, the storage situation. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, to be honest, a lot of people have said that, um, the racism that they experienced early on, um, looking back at it as a young adult, they didn't look at it as racism. They now yeah, know. They didn't know what it was. Exactly. They didn't know what it was, right? Yeah. And so, like, you go back to, to the high, right? Yeah. I remember um, I said I was a student representative for two or three years on the school board. 
Mm. um, I think, yeah, two or three years. And, you know, the the issue of, you know, equal access to to courses, you know, for folks, the majority of students who were in in those enrolled in AP classes were white. And the way by which they were able to get into those classes was not, it, it was more of a, you know, I'm gonna put you in, I'm gonna put you in, but but um, in terms of the guidance counselors or in terms of whoever, whomever was, you know, was was um, putting together our schedules, right? Mm-hmm. And so I know that, you know, I was in all honors classes, you know, but for, for the first few years, didn't really had a, I didn't have a clue, you know, about these AP classes. And it's like, I know I can do this work, you know, Saying, and I remember when um, Dr. Johnson, Michael Johnson, he was one of he was our school board, our school um, superintendent for the district, and that was one of the major things he did. You know, one of the major policies that he had changed was providing equal access to um, AP classes by you know, if 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 if, if, if individuals um, can perform you know, they should be given the equal opportunity to be able to enroll in those classes. So institute like an application process or something where all people, you know, who are going to be enrolled have to do the same thing. It's not just a, a hush hush and, and you know about it, but you don't know about Correct. this opportunity. And so, you know, it's <laughs> things happening, you know, all the time like that. Um, yeah, I think Crystal Carter had mentioned it uh, when I in- interviewed her. She was just saying she was like, "Rel, you know, it was a hand. It was a it was a handful of individuals that uh, uh, she was in these uh, AP classes with or, or honors classes with, and it always seemed like it was the same. It was the same bunch of people yeah. uh, that was always selected for. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it was like a school, a school within a school, and I, I'm sure it still is. It's still like that all over the place." particularly in, in the public schools, but I'm gonna change it. Okay, okay, okay. It was too funny. She's like, nah, 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 where you going with that? Come come on back, come on back, don't skip it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, success is measured in many ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you measure success? How do you stay motivated uh, when you are faced with obstacles? Things happening, you know, all the time like that. Um, yeah, I think Crystal Carter had mentioned it uh, when I in- interviewed her. She was just saying she was like, "Rel, you know, it was a hand. It was a, it was a handful of individuals that uh, uh, she was in these uh, AP classes with or, or honors classes with, and it always seemed like it was the same. It was the same bunch of people yeah. uh, that was always selected for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it was like a school, a school within a school." And I'm, I'm sure it still is. It's still like that all over the place, yep. um, particularly in, in the public schools, but I'm gonna change it. Okay, okay, okay. It was too funny. She's like, nah, 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 nah. Where, where you going with that? Come come on back, come on back, don't skip it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, success is measured in many ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you measure success? How do you stay motivated? Uh, when you are faced with obstacles? How do I stay motivated when I'm faced with obstacles and you're wearing, put your hat down, <laughs> right? <laughs> Believe, try, achieve. I mean, I like, I try to apply the same thing to myself. Um, but how do I stay motivated when faced with obstacles as an adult, right? Um, mm-hmm. 
and you know, how do you how do you measure success? How do I measure? How do okay the first one because that's such a philosophical question. <laughs> the how do I measure success? It's so well, so so subjective, um, rather, but um, how do I stay motivated? Is you know not allowing myself to be thrown off, you know, or, or to create an impasse for myself if if what goals I've set, you know, be they short term, long term. If those goals, if there's a hiccup, you know, or or if something comes my way, or if something that I didn't plan for, you know, happens, you know, some things that you don't expect to happen happen, and um, not being thrown off by that, you know, staying the course, um, and it's like that's just been my life, <laughs> you know, like the philosophy, especially you know trying to go to law school when we went to. Um, my husband and I, we were babies when we when we got together and in, in mm. at Temple. And um we just went to school straight throughout. And um my last week of I think I had my I had junior when I had just two weeks left of school. So mm. in my master's program. And then I started law school right when he was four months old in in wow. in, in August of 2010. And you know, were saying just leading up to you know going to school and applying you know and, and going through all of that it's like what are you doing you got a baby you know why don't you, you know figure out you know figure that out first and you know just having my interest at heart but thinking you know just pump your brakes and and, and you know try why don't you you know uh, let him go to school first and, and let Claude mm. first and then you go to school or um let the baby get older and then you go, you know, and like, no, that's not, mm. <laughs> that's not what we, what I'm, what's going to happen here. You know, we're going to school, we're going to school together and I'm going to get this done. And, and so being motivated, you know, when I talk about not being thrown off, you know, staying the course and, mm. and still believing that, you know, I'm going to get this law degree and I'm going to have the type of job that I have now. It's like, you know, I would have to take junior with me to school mm. some, some nights, you know, so like your, your wife went to Howard, you said, yep. mm -hmm. right. Yeah. So I wanted, that was my first choice. I wanted to come down here to go to Howard and mm -hmm. then I got in, but then I was like, I got to tell them I don't, I sent in my stuff and I said, but I, I can't want to, you know, just abandon my baby <laughs> and, yeah. they, and they don't have a, a part-time program. So I said, you know, my second option was to go to American. So, and they had a part-time. So I just said, okay, I'm going to just enroll in the part-time program. Mm -hmm. And um, having that opportunity, so I said, you know, I'm not going to, you know, let this, you know, change, um, change my course, change what I want to do. And, uh, right. And so we went to school, you know, had a, a infant, you know, Claude was in law school starting at the same time. And, you know, because you live in Maryland. Right. So we live in D.C. He would take the Mark train. Up. Mm. So that's our how would you explain Mark train to people? It's uh, it's. Rail, right? It's not Amtrak, but it's I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he would take the train <laughs> above above ground train, right, all the way up to Baltimore every single day. Mm. He would get up at five or sometimes earlier, you know, go up to to to, to Baltimore for class. I'm with the baby trying to do my schoolwork. 
Sometimes he would make it on time for me to, to drive over to an upper Northwest. Sometimes he would make it in time for me to, to get over to American. Sometimes he wouldn't. And, you know, he's running in the train. I'm running into the car or running into the train mm. with the baby. And I'll take him into class. You know, the teacher, she understood. Some of my professors understood what was going on. And, um, and that's the point of, you know, having those mentors who also believe in you. But just not saying, you know, I have this child now. I have a mm. husband now. I need to take a back seat. No, you don't have mm. that. You know, you can, you can still do what it is that you want to do. You know, nice. you know where you want to go. And, you know, sometimes you have to, you know, adjust, you know, adjust your course, but do what you got. Hey, listen, uh, uh, you know, what you guys were able to accomplish is uh, nothing short of amazing. I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there because to, uh, to both decide to uh, uh, go to law school at the same time and have an infant. And you guys went to different law schools. Right, and here's he was in another city, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty-two so, miles away. Yeah, we yeah. were crazy, but yeah. yeah, you gotta go. You could be crazy. Okay, okay, okay. And yeah. listen, and I think that that uh, uh, that's the definition of the answer. You know what I mean? Uh, well, you guys uh, like uh, uh, what keeps you motivated? Uh, one, you had a a goal that you said that you know you guys, uh, both of you guys were going to go ahead and set out and continue this goal, regardless of the fact that you have this new little life. And that'll also be a part of, of his story, too. Be like, yo, yeah, my parents were in law school uh, at the same time uh, uh, while they were uh, nurturing and taking care of me. So, you know, if, if, if we can go through that hustle and bustle, there's nothing that, that, uh, that I can't achieve. So, you know what yeah. I mean? Throw that back in there. Yeah. So, and say, yeah. And make sure you say that to him one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Listen. Oh, it's, it's, it's on. It's on. <laughs> I got you covered. Listen, when I Thank see you. Junior, it'll be like, yo. Because I, I honestly, like I said, man, um, um, I want to say uh, uh, um, I interviewed Candice um, at some point uh, 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 last year. Uh, and one of the things she was saying was because she had had a child early that a lot of people were saying that, you know, okay, well, uh, all her dreams and her goals had to be put on hold or to the side. And she just said, Tyrell, you know, I was just straight focused. And uh, yeah. yeah, and you know, it, it did it, it did present an obstacle, but it didn't stop her from uh, ultimately uh, uh, establishing herself the way that she uh, has. And, you know, so to hear you guys saying, we went straight through and, you know, that became our motivation. We were each other's motivation and we weren't going to stop because we also had a new responsibility is the definition of success all by itself, in my opinion. So shout out, shout out to, uh, uh, to both you and Claude and to Claude Jr. Uh, for, for, uh, for being uh, uh, pulled around, even, even though he didn't know he was being pulled around. Is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, let me see. What about your life's path are you most proud of? Uh, that, <laughs> <laughs> what we just said. Okay. Um, having a partnership with uh, my husband and, and okay. the, the type of partnership that we have, you know, as best friends and what nice. we to create, you know, in spite of, you know, obstacles, in spite of, um, but 
you know, I'm proud of the village that, that we've created and, and the, the people that we have in our lives who, who have stepped in, because if it without them, we would not have been able to do the things that we did, you know, laying the foundation for our family. Like I said, I mentioned my mother-in-law, yep. you know, at, at the, the top of this, um, at the top of our talk, but also, you know, in, in law school, we had, my father would come down or, or Issa, Lord, um, Junior. <laughs> Albany, you know, for during finals week, or he was, you know, with my, my in-laws during finals week and, you know, everyone just, you know, building the network and I'm, I'm proud of the support we have and, and, and the nice. network established. And just nice. What we, yeah. nice. Hats off to you guys. Hats off to you guys. Um, let me see. I got a couple more questions for you, and I'll let you go because, like I told you, I said uh, I'm not gonna steal. I'm not gonna steal your entire night. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, question: How has traveling or relocation? Because obviously you left Albany. Uh, so how has traveling or, or relocation impacted or shifted your worldviews? Um, traveling, well, you know, I'm talking about just me specifically. Um, Going somewhere new, experiencing other cultures, you know, experiencing other foods, mm. um, other languages, all of that, you know, is, is, is great in just building yourself as a person, building your empathy, building your understanding of, of people and, and, and of differences. And, you know, from jump, you know, when I went to Temple, I, I went to Philly and Philly, the Different. <laughs> yeah, it's different than it is different than Albany. You know, there it's just it's a lot larger. Um, but with being larger, there's just so many opportunities and so many things to get into. And so um I was able to get into jazz. You can go to any mm -hmm. jazz, you know, have your choice, your, your option, and um, you know, just doing that, going to art museums all of the time and just building that exposure, building that culture, building that um, um just changes ideas. And um, in terms of relocating again to, to DC, where we are, and, and settling here, you know, you asked like the values, or um, it's just—I don't know if it's changed values, but I think it's—it's—it's it's, it's saved. Um, it's increased my sanity. <laughs> okay. Okay. In DC, you know, down here, it's—you know—it's. The highest, um, the majority of lawyers in the United mm -hmm. States are centered yep. in DC, right? But also black professionals are, yep. are in DC and in this area. And um, seeing that, you know what I mean? Being around us, going anywhere and, and being able to, to know that, you know, there's some black folks in the room, you mm -hmm. know, it's, it's a great feeling, you know? And then on top of that, you talk about, all of these professionals and you know and how we are in in a lot of industries mm -hmm. down there all of my doctors are black yep. women. all of my children's doctors are black women you know it's amazing <laughs> and it's a lifesaver and we have advocates you know we have advocates in our people and um i value that i value that tremendously and i wish that so many others so many people we have you know could have that, could share that, and, you know, could have people who, you know, I'm not saying that other people don't have our best interests at heart, but, you know, people who have an understanding, you know, <laughs> of us, you know, 
it means a lot to me and um, I'm happy with where, where we are. Okay. Located. Yeah. It just make me like, uh, 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 even, even being home, uh, being back home, you'll be like, you know, a lot of times people don't leave. Let's say you got Albany, Schenectady, Troy, you got Saratoga, you got all these other places, part of the capital district. Right. But a lot of people won't even travel. Let's say you're in Albany. Some I know some people in Albany that that, that never travel to to Schenectady that, that that don't travel to Troy, and uh, so when I when I see the question that how has traveling like uh, shifted my worldview, it, it changed everything for me, and it was mm -hmm. just like you know uh, uh, leaving Albany to go to Charlotte. It one it taught me that you know you can have a life outside of the life that you created here too, and mm -hmm. it's just like there's other people in the world doing things. Um, some, some doing it the same way, some doing it, uh, another way. And it was just mm -hmm. like, it, it just opened me up and I was able to take every experience from being away and to bring that back home. Be like, yo, you know what? We were only used to going in this four block radius, but right. guess what? Ashley, now let's go travel to Charlotte. Let's go to Philly. You know what I mean? Let's go out the country. And it was right. just like, you know, so being able to, uh, for me, being able to be exposed was a huge motivator in trying to bring those experiences back to, to, to some of my friends and family uh, uh, who hadn't had those same experiences. Mm -hmm. um, and and, and uh, through that, it, it changed. And it, it changed, like, uh, uh, economically, too. It was just like the house that we have up in Albany was just like, it's like, the things that we did when we redesigned that house, I learned all of that from being down here, redesigning this house, right? And it was just like, wow, wow, I didn't see that. It was like, man, you guys put a lot of money into that thing. It was like, yeah. But had I not gotten a chance to get outside of Albany, it was like, I wouldn't have known that, you know, we deserve better than what they're giving us here. So, right. yeah, it's going to cost a lot more money, but I'm going to go ahead and, and we're going to pay for it to give you guys what, like, doesn't matter where you live at. It's like you can have great things right here. So, and anywho, just like me getting a chance to get out helped to uh, open up my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You know, yeah. And then, and then that when you when your mind gets shift uh, shifted, you know, you can help because there's going to be people who look to you, D, and be like, you know, well, how did you do this or how did you do that, and be like, well, this is how I did it. And then just by you being a leader or an example, you help to set the, uh, the path for other people. And then, you know, I always look at things on a micro level as opposed to a macro level. And I think that we can do a lot more uh, on a micro level, uh, uh, just leading uh, as, uh, 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 as examples ourselves, as opposed to, there's a lot of problems on a macro level that we just can't. Uh, uh, do because we don't have all of the pieces and the tools and the money to go ahead and, 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 and throw uh, it at a problem but we can choose to be our best examples of ourselves and um, that has enough impact uh, 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 by itself right yeah let me see what else I got for you all right um, what opportunities uh, do you have because and only because you went to college? Um, I'm a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I was able to, uh, excuse me, um, become a lawyer. Um, 
Because and only because I went to college. Well, because that might not that might not necessarily be the case too anymore. Because yeah, I mean, yeah, we had like, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm thinking of uh, uh, Kim Kardashian's uh, uh, a role to uh, to becoming an attorney uh, now, and it was like so, so 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 that 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 might not be a universal truth anymore. Right. Well, I don't shucks. She might be. <laughs> That's how they used to do it, right? Having apprenticeships and, and mm. such, just following around the mentor, following around um, and, and that's how you were able to get your law degree and, and or to 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 um, get the, the backing and understanding to, to pass mm. the bars. But um, I don't I don't know. Other than what I said, <laughs> you know, because college isn't the only way. Yep. You know, so many people who um, who have done well financially, so many people who are happy regardless of finances and, you know, who are doing things, go to college, you know, mm. to have vocational degrees or just, just a high school degree, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, everybody's path is, 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 all, is definitely going to be uh, a unique. The difference is, like, we can meet up at the end and we could talk about how we all ended up here at the same place, but everyone has taken uh, a different routes uh, to get here. And you know, for me, as long as you come out happy, healthy, and whole, I'm all for it. Right. So, you yeah. know, what I mean, whatever was uh, the path, um, you, you come out happy, healthy, and whole. Um, uh, uh, you are a success story uh, for me. So, I mean, whatever that avenue looks like. And right now, uh, entrepreneurial. Uh, endeavors are like at its high it was just like yo so COVID definitely opened up the door for a lot more opportunities for those who are looking for those endeavors uh, as well I know we both started I started back my wife started her own law firm it was okay. like we got out of debt yeah yeah so oh, congratulations oh yeah I will, I will be sure to, uh, to tell her as well uh, but yeah and it's just like, you know, there's so many, uh, uh, the path to end up where you want to end up, there's no one path. There's no sure way. There's no, you know what I mean? But ultimately, um, as long as we get there, we can meet up at the end and talk about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 I got two more questions for you. Uh, my second to last question is, uh, thinking of your strengths, D. Uh, what skills or knowledge uh, is the most transferable uh, to other people? What gifts about yourself? What skills about yourself? Let me rephrase that. What skills about yourself uh, um, would you like to transfer onto other people uh, in the Albany community that could help to uh, uh, to better them? And I can give you an example if you, because. Let me give you an example. What were you thinking? No, I'm thinking. Okay. I'm just yeah. Um, what do I have to offer? Essentially, what do I? Yeah, have? like like there's 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 certain there's certain uh, there's certain unique things to you that mm-hmm. uh, if if were transferable, what would you uh, 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 what would they be, and how could you transfer them to other like? Me, you know, I'm big on introspection. I'm I'm big on I'm big on authenticity, being exactly who you are, and allowing your words to match up with your actions. 
being who you are. You know what I mean? I'm big on discipline. You know what I mean? I get up for the most part at the same time every day. Uh, I've been like that since I was a kid. And, you know, I, I'll go the same exact path every time. So certain uh, certain principles and discipline that, you know, I just, uh, I follow. So those are certain things that I would like to transfer into, the, uh, into other individuals from Albany that I think could help them navigate where they're going on their paths as well. So what are your skills or your tools that you would like to share that you have identified within you? Um, so it sounds like like attributes or, or, yes. or yep. characteristics of myself, not so much of I'm a good negotiator or something like that. Um, I would say, you know, stick-to-itiveness, you know, mm. you know, staying the course, um, not running away, running away when an obstacle, you know, comes, comes your way, um, not retreating, you know, those sorts of things. Like, what is it? Perseverance. Okay. And, uh, yeah, reaching back when you need to, you know, to people. Like we talked about, you know, mentorship goes both ways. It's not just, you know, taking from or, or giving to, but, um, having it go both ways. Hmm. Reciprocity. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right, I will take it. And my last question for you for the evening uh, mm -hmm. also allows me to uh, have a great deal of insight about you. Um, uh, are there any resources like apps, uh, podcasts, books that you're currently reading that you would like to share with the Albany community that, that, uh, that is motivating you? Or what are you reading? What are you listening to? Who are you following? Um, reading several books, <laughs> several books um, at a time because this schedule, work schedule is, you know, hmm. crazy. Um, right now, um, I'm reading Warmth of Other Sons. Um, just talking about the Great Migration in, in, in that period um, from the, what, from the 40s or 30s to the 70s and uh, understanding our path, where we came from. Um, I'm reading um, a playwright's guidebook. Mm. I'm in, um, in plays and, and being more creative. Nice. And, and, and so, you know, it's just a guidebook, you know, dialogue and scripts and, and all of that structures of place. Um, I'm reading about Buddhism. Mm. I'm about um, one book here. Oh, I even yeah, have it here. The Intelligent Heart. It's a, um, a guide to the compassionate life and um, meditation and just different Buddhist principles. Mm. Um, in terms of, uh, and I'm doing a lot of reading with the children, reading nice. children books to them at night. Uh, in terms of podcasts, I, my husband and I both like to um, listen to Closer to the Truth. Have you heard of that one? Never. Never. Yeah, it's um, a very introspective podcast. I think they, the guy, it, it's, I don't know, some older um, white guys, I don't know his name, um, but um, he goes in different fields, you know, and asks questions of a lot of leaders and, and, you know, they talk about what is time, you know, what is the order of time, what is, you know, talking about, 
you know, the beginning talking about the brain, how does the brain function and, you know, different philosophies talking about um, God's existence and just a lot of questions for the questions that um, I'm, I'm interested in. And I've been listening to Jill, J.Ill, the podcast. Jill, Scott. She has oh, a, okay, okay. Yeah, but it's called J.Ill. Okay. I think she started that. She started it in COVID, but I think it was around September. Okay. Or October. So it's a nice comic relief. And just hearing women speak, it's her and two others. And um, mm. yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that uh, 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 with us. Um, if you were to recommend any person for me to interview next for mm -hmm. a back interview, uh, who would you recommend that I interview? Have you interviewed Kiesens? No, but I did get, uh, uh, actually, she's on uh, a list uh, uh, for me to do like uh, 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 for season two, because I think Omar might have gave uh, uh, her uh, uh, to me. So yeah, Omar uh, uh, yep. yep, yep, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Well, then, and then it would have been Omar, but he was your first one. He's my my children's godfather. Yeah, yeah. He told me. He told me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know until until the the interview with him, or or either maybe we were talking offline uh, at some point. But yeah, it, it was it was actually probably offline. Uh, at some point, yeah, cause me and O talk, but uh, yeah, and he told me that. Yeah, but I would say Key, Key Essence Phillips. Okay. okay. Second man down in the city. In the mm -hmm. yeah, I read a couple of articles uh, uh, on uh, on her that she were uh, that she was featured in when uh, I think uh, she took over because uh, uh, um, she's into technology, cybersecurity. Yeah. Yeah, cyber. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was an interview. I'm not sure how how I came across that. I might have seen it on Facebook. But, uh, but yeah, yep. I definitely have her uh, for season two. And I have about, uh, right now, maybe about 14, 15 people for season two already because I'm already booked out for the rest of season one until the end of April. And then I'm going to take some time off and, and not do anything and be available on a Tuesday uh, night uh, here at home. And then yeah, we'll yeah, start yeah. back again uh, uh, at the end of July. But, uh, so tell me... Tell me this though. So, how are you like disseminating the information to to the people that you want? You know, who your intended listeners. So, uh, uh, three ways, mm -hmm. maybe four ways. Let me see if I can count this. So, uh, at the end of the uh, at the end of the interviews, uh, uh, the full interview will be uh, put up on the website, which is bringingalbanycommunitiesknowledge.info. Uh, 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 but I always will release a snippet. Uh, of the interview on my on my personal Facebook, on my personal Instagram, but I also put them on the uh, IG and Facebook pages uh, uh, for uh, back itself as well. So uh, uh, that is the uh, the whole idea be behind back was to be a social media platform to be able to get people knowledge um, uh, in regards to it because a lot of times um, you go back to the word mentorship. People will say that, you know, uh, uh, we don't see enough of us that are doing particular things. And I and I always like to beg to differ because Albany has produced some uh, 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 some of the dopest people that maybe you have not heard of. 
And I just think that the more you see individuals who look like you, I, I have a saying, um, you know, uh, you learn from the successes and failures of people who look just like you. So the more you hear the stories, the more you be like, oh, okay, well, you know what? You know, a D did that. You know what? I can go that route too. Or or, 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 or Rel did that. I can go that route too. Or Kashif did this. I can go that route too. So uh, we, we get the message out through those platforms, one through our website, uh, bringing Albany Communities Knowledge, our YouTube channel, Instagram channel, I mean, uh, Instagram and, and, and Facebook. And, 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 and that's it. Uh, yeah. Okay. And partnering with schools in any way or? No, not, uh, not, not on this one. Uh, so we did a lot of partnering with schools uh, uh, for model uh, because uh, that had um, a lot more uh, uh, direct ties uh, to the population that we were, uh, uh, to our audience, which was 12 to 18 year olds. So we were working directly with the schools on that one. Here, it is more so just uh, free flowing information that I want to get out uh, to individuals who, are, uh, who, who can identify uh, with what it is, uh, like last year alone has been one of the worst years in Albany. And as a person from Albany, you know, uh, sometimes I have like that uh, uh, survivor's remorse or guilt sometimes. It's like, you know, I was intertwined with a lot of the stuff that was going on, especially when I was still there in Albany. And it's just like, you know, I want so much more uh, uh, for the people of Albany. Uh, and I think that learning and seeing uh, stories like yours or stories like uh, other individuals that we've interviewed inspires people. So I understand the importance of, of word and stories. And if you can see more people that look like you uh, uh, who have navigated their way through these same type of circumstances, uh, you can do it too. Believe, try, achieve. Got it. I appreciate the work that you're doing. Uh, well, well, thank you very much, and thank you for extending your uh, uh, your time uh, 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 with us tonight. Uh, I did, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, I heard that alarm go off earlier, so uh, you you put Claude on on cooking duties, and it's like so you, you're definitely gonna have to go check to, to to make sure the rest of the house is still in order. No, 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 I can't, I can't do that to him because this is recording. <laughs> He, he is the cook of, of the family, but it's that's just the way they built these new homes and okay. it go off all of the time, you know. Okay, okay. Toast okay. something in the toaster and it goes off because Claw can throw down. Okay, oh, listen, listen, you know what? I appreciate you saving uh, uh, your husband uh, on that right now. I said, no, 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 not real. We're nah. not going to do that because actually, actually my, my husband is the cook in this house. Right. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, uh, Albany community, uh, uh, thank you for, uh, for tuning in uh, with us and uh, giving us your time tonight. Uh, 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 Dee, I truly appreciate you. I know this has been a, a process uh, uh, for us to be able to get together and collaborate, but uh, everything, nothing happens before it's time. So thank you for extending your time and, and your story. And I can't wait to get your story out to the people. Thank you. Yeah. All right, man. You have a great night. You too.